All right, we are live for another edition of our weekly Friday market update. Uh, every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I do a live stream and I go over several different things, different headline articles that I find that are very interesting related to the local real estate market. I go over uh, the market data itself. So I extract it from most counties here in the Bay Area. I give you some of my insights. Um, and uh, of course, if you have any questions or you want anything, uh, you want me to cover anything specifically, feel free to drop it into the comments. I always answer every single comment that comes in through all the social media platforms, or just send me a note if it's a if it's a private conversation that you want to discuss further. Uh, never too busy to help more people. Without um, before we begin, uh, it's kind of amazing that we're already in September. It's uh, Labor Day weekend just is right uh, amongst us, just uh, starting tomorrow. So it's uh, it's time has gone by really quickly. And then I think this week here in the Bay Area, we're going to have some record high temperatures again, like 100 degrees. So quite interesting um, times that we are in indeed. Now, before we begin, if you or anyone you know is actively searching um, for a home, you're not happy with your current realtor for whatever reason, uh, or you're just thinking of getting into a home, whether it's a trade-up, whether it's moving from the rental space, whether it's selling to move somewhere else, love to help you and uh, assist you every step of the way. It's been uh, it's been a really good year for me and, and a lot of this content that I provide every single week on a consistent basis has helped a lot of people. So I'm very, very glad it has. And um, my goal is to just keep adding value and, and um, differentiate myself by doing all of these different exercises. So really appreciate you tuning in as usual. And Let's get started. So there are two actually interesting corporate real estate development. Uh, for me, a big thesis of mine, I used to work in the corporate real estate space. And so uh, at the end of the day, it's always about location, location, location for real estate. But that means several different things. And I had in many different videos of what does that actually mean? Everybody says it all the time, but what does it actually mean, especially relevant to the Bay Area? And a lot of it has to do with traffic patterns and proximity to work. So while there are two interesting trends that are happening, and I'll explain it in greater detail momentarily, because I, I know why they're doing this, um, you know, it's, it's just really interesting to see. So let's take a look at Google first. So Google, on September 1st, had unveiled their massive mixed-use housing and office village in East Wisman, which is in Mountain View, which is where their corporate campus is. This is the, the plan and the dream of what they want to do. So they'll have mixed use space, office space, retail space, but also um, building out a lot of housing. I think they're trying to help subsidize or build at least 1,600 houses in Mountain View, which is uh, actually 1,800 houses in Mountain View, which is there is no room generally for construction. So it's really, really interesting to see. This is also very important for a lot of people to understand Notice what the big tech companies are doing with their corporate campus mindset. On one end, they are allowing people to be able to work remotely, work anywhere per se, but they are still extremely bullish on these very expensive corporate real estate areas. They even at this time, they're going to build roughly 1.3 million square foot of offices across five buildings. And so basically it's a redevelopment of their current space. And so what they're going to be doing is they're actually doing a net new 650,000 square foot of net new office space, right? So this is really, really important for people to understand that 
sure they have you know a, a biggest company that google is they still have the flexibility and they want to still build out the corporate campuses they still see a lot of people will be moving into the office space otherwise they wouldn't be spending all this money going through all this time on redeveloping space i mean that's the most expensive real estate projects you can get it's way cheaper just to rent out space in you know existing buildings but they're actually redeveloping space altogether. So it's really interesting to see this. Um, and, and this is, and I'll, I'll comment momentarily. Now, this is Google's view. And here's what happened recently on a much smaller company, Okta. So Okta is based in San Francisco. They're letting most of their 2,600 employees work remote, remotely permanently. Now I looked on LinkedIn too. So Okta, while they have 2,600 people around the world, it's considered a, let's say a medium sized company, about 1100 people are in the San Francisco Bay area. So the key is it's significantly smaller. It's usually the small to medium sized companies are the ones that are uh, allowing and extending these kind of remote work policies. And they're actually doing that for several reasons. So it's really important to see the headline articles and understand why they're doing it. For the longest time, these companies have had a really big struggle and challenge competing for talent um, against the big tech companies. The big tech companies for various reasons, whether it's good pay, whether it's uh, the amenities and perks, whether it's you know incredible stocks, right? So the RSU packages are not just liquid, but also very strong. Like look at all the companies that you see right now, Facebook, Google, Amazon, uh, LinkedIn, Microsoft, right? They're doing incredibly well. So it's highly valuable. So I I, for, I suspect that um, small to medium-sized companies will continue to push the ability to work remotely uh, so that they can start attracting more people that are not just in the Bay Area. Now, the big tech companies, on the other hand, uh, are still very, very bullish on these major tech hubs because they're growing so quickly, right? So while they're growing very quickly in the corporate campuses here in the Bay Area, they're growing quickly in Austin, they're growing quickly in Seattle, um, they're growing quickly in New York, these major tech hubs, they're just gonna continue to, to plant down and make really big long-term investments there. So something to be aware of, and the, the key as well is gonna be interesting to see, while they are allowing people to work remotely, there's always a concern about how would people get promotions? How would people get, how would, they, how would they actually progress with their careers? That's always a, a challenge, right? A lot of people know, like, even if you worked at Microsoft, as an example, for a longest time, a lot of people, for them to really get that boost and to do, you know, really interesting projects or to get known or for, for promotions, quite frankly, a lot of people know that they have to live in Seattle for that to happen. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how this evolves. Um, because a big part of like career progression is a lot of the stuff after hours, not just purely work related. So it'll be interesting to see how they progress. Um, keep in mind, this is a much smaller company than a Google, uh, which has, I think that like, hundreds of thousands of employees now. And so I'd be more interested in seeing how they change things. If they do change things, than these smaller companies, which is still notable, but um, this is the reason why they're doing what they what they do. If you have any thoughts or any any comments about that from your space, feel free to leave it in the comments below. Love to hear your thoughts related to that. But from a corporate real estate side, but also from a talent acquisition side, 
it makes sense why they're doing what they're doing. Cool. So let's go on to the lending side. Average U.S. 30-year mortgage rate rises this week. It's rise slightly over what it was before. What's incredible, though, is a 15-year rate is at a new low at 2.42%. I suspect the rates should hover around this, this, this level. A lot of the forecasts think it will be by 2.7% next year, So, which is interesting because a lot of it has to do with a lot of the activity has to do with uh, record low interest rates. So if rates will even go down further, uh, we're going to see even higher prices and in even a busier time. So really interesting to see this, but nothing too dramatic to share. Now, what's interesting is if you look at this headline article, mortgage applications fall for the third week in a row. However, that is because most, most of it is actually from a refinance perspective that they have slowed down. If you look at, you look at the purchase applications, Purchase applications remained essentially unchanged, falling by 0.2% from one week earlier and 28% higher than the same week one year uh, same week one year ago. And this is the 15th straight week of year-over-year -year gains. So from a real estate activity, from a purchase perspective, it shows that it's still going to be very busy moving forward. Um, a lot of people are, are actively searching. Um you know, people are, you know, especially as work from home policies extend, people are realizing that the space that they have right now may no longer work, or they may be looking at, uh, you know, a different location altogether. So I suspect that the market is going to be continue to be still very busy, given what we see here, which is a tends to be a very uh, positive leading indicator. Now, question is, why is the housing market thriving in a pandemic, right? As I brought up many, many times in every single video, this is not an equal um, effect, right? The people that are working in tech, the people that are fortunately, a lot of people here in the Bay Area are doing better than ever. Sure, the market yesterday had dropped 5%. Then again, we've hit record highs. Most companies have hit record highs as well. So people have more money than they had ever before. Um, they travel a whole lot less. And there's a couple of reasons. One is the low interest rates makes it very, very uh, incredible because remember these are rates that people can lock in for a 15 year or a 30 year period. So people are leveraging that because if rates do go up in the future and, or there's inflation, then this is, it's really, really, really beneficial to lock in a really low rate and to be tied with an asset that will likely continue to appreciate then. And then obviously there's the other factors, which is the work from home policy side of it. What's interesting is I'll pull up this. One of the popular requests from a lot of people is a lot of people, especially here in the Bay Area, are dual income. And so they would want, um, you know, separate offices, office space. Like I have several clients right now, they just can't live and can't deal with their current situation of sharing a space or just not having enough. Maybe one person is working in their current bedroom and the other person is working somewhere else. So they may need two separate offices. So it could be a den and an extra bedroom or two extra bedrooms, just so that when they're on conference calls or they're having meetings with their coworkers, that they're not interfering with one another. So this is certainly happening. Um, and there's other amenities people like too, like especially it's been so hot recently, people love the aspect of a huge backyard, nice pool. Some may want a separate space for kids when they're going through their you know work, uh, remote learning or a separate playroom altogether. So, so many reasons for a move, which is why it's causing so much activity in the marketplace. 
Now, the last thing we want I'll cover before we jump into the data itself is related to Blackstone. So a lot of people, some people know, but a majority of people do not know. But Blackstone is a massive, basically, hedge fund fund uh, in the industry. And back when there was a recession uh, of uh, the real estate crisis, you know, a lot of these firms became very opportunistic. And so they actually bought a ton of single family rentals. So they actually provide some sort of flooring in the areas that they participated in, but they also saw it as a massive opportunity where they could buy all these properties and just rent it out. And so Blackstone at that point became the largest owner of single families. So here you can see the data itself. I mean, they've owned over 30,000 single family and multifamily rental homes in the US and Canada alone. And what's interesting is now they're back into it. So either they see opportunities down the road already, or they already see right now is a really good opportunity as it is at this time. So really interesting to see um, that, uh, which is of their activity. It was, you know, they're building this massive scale. Um, so it's really interesting to see these big funds come into the market already at this time. Um, so we'll, I'll, I'll kind of track that because I'll certainly continue to boost up prices if that's the case especially they're going to be likely doing an all cash when they buy homes by the dozens of the hundreds and thousands at a time. Okay. So that was the data itself. Let's take a, or that was the uh, market news itself. Let's take a look at the latest data. So as, as stated, we always start with San Mateo County. So San Mateo County, new listings somewhat has uh, dropped from the last week, about 167 pending contingent is much higher than it was before. But about the same level, so nothing too crazy. Just shows that it's still a very competitive market. Things move very quickly. Um, there is more that's going pending a week than there are new listings coming on the market. From a price perspective, we always look at the right side because the right side is the current chart versus the left side. I wouldn't worry too much about the September figures because we're only basically three, four days in. But you can look at how August finished. You can see August ended up to be the uh, the highest. Um, of the last 12 months. So the record time for August uh, versus what it was before. Usually May tends to be the highest, but as you can see, summer was still very busy. Fall is gonna be a really interesting time as well, uh, given all the different things that I have pointed out to earlier before. Condos, townhomes, nothing too crazy to report, generally flat. So things are still moving. It's just nothing, there's not a, a big uptick or anything like that. Let's look at Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County numbers are even more competitive. As you can see, the ratio between new listings hitting the market at 366 versus the amount that's going pending contingent, which is at 444, significantly higher that's going pen contingent pending than there are new listings. This should push prices up um, a lot more than, than San Mateo County, given these kind of ratios. And you can see that here in this case, same result, August actually, uh, ended up to be close to record highs. Um, it's been relatively consistent uh, over the months. Um, now, a lot of it, a lot of this has to do with the type of inventory. If, if you can, if you think about Santa Clara County, I mean, it goes all over. It can go, you know, as expensive as a Palo Alto. It can also go, you know, probably the cheapest, maybe closer to like a probably a Milpitas, San Jose kind of area. Likely San Jose, given San Jose is so big, but it's been generally high but it hasn't been as steep of an increase, but I think moving forward, there, there may be given just the amount of transactions and amount that's going contingent pending. Uh, townhomes, 
condos, same store as before, relatively flat. Um, still moving, but just relatively flat. Let's look at, look at let's take a look at Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County, August was very busy. Um, this is for oh, I'm sorry for this. I'll have to actually get that changed. That looks like it was for Santa Clara. So we didn't get that changed, but you can see from the previous week, August still was a record high amount, still very busy. Condos, townhomes, interesting enough. I mean, look at what happened with condos and townhomes in Contra Costa. I mean, it went up significantly more than the previous month. So, so while San Mateo County and Santa Clara County condos and townhomes remained relatively flat, Contra Costa went up significantly more. So we're at now the record highs. Uh, given the lower price ranges, because at this level, you can actually get into a property at three and a half percent down, uh, given the prices are under six, um, in this case, average is $600,000. So a lot of first time buyers are are really great. It's really great for first time buyers in this area, given what we see here. Let's take a look at Alameda County. Alameda County, August um, is a record high as well. Uh, not as crazy as some of the other ones that we saw. Slightly above what the record high was in March. Looks like September is trending upwards too. Looking at condos, townhomes, relatively similar. Still a slight upward trend. Looks like about maybe a 2 3% trend uh, month by month. S slow and steady trend here for Alameda. Now, San Francisco. So San Francisco, a lot of people have been asking and I've been tracking it as well. So from a single family perspective, it still has been really strong. Right, so as you can see, uh, there are 378 active on the market today. We have 244 that are pending or contingent as we speak. So it's not a bad ratio. It's not as good as the other ones. Um, it's not. It's not as good as some of the other areas, but it's certainly not bad. Um, things are turnovering. The turnover is still pretty strong. You can see from a uh, from a chart perspective, in terms of average prices, we're Average price is still at $2.1 million right now. So still really strong out in San Francisco, which is about the same levels as it was back in February and March. April was a really uh, busy month there, uh, averaging about $2.3 million, but still pretty strong. Now, the, the key is now to watch the condo market. So the condo market currently has 1,143 that are active. 341 are pending and contingent. And so the market seems like it's actually doing a somewhat of a slight decline. Um, so August right now is at 1.32 million. June and July, we're at 1.4. Uh, comparing it to February, March, we're already seeing a decline. So it'll be interesting to see if this trajectory, trajectory continues to happen in September, but it looks like it's starting to see some weakness. So perhaps a lot more people are deciding to sell. We will see over time. But as of right now, there's a lot to choose from and uh, prices are starting to decline. So interesting to see in San Francisco. Now, Marin County, unfortunately, I think the previous weeks I did I did the math wrong uh, in terms of the extraction of the data. I believe what happened was I may have done it for uh, the entire county, but also potentially including uh, condos and townhomes, which is why the ratios were much lower. So this time I actually uh, review the numbers again to look at average single family uh, houses and their prices. Um, most places outside of, so the places that have been red hot right now have been Contra Costa County, Marin County, Santa Cruz, generally the areas that are further out, which also has a lot more land and, and a lot of people like the 
um, peacefulness of those areas. So the average right now is incredible in Marin County, $1.9 million. Now, if you compare this versus August of 2019, I mean, look at this jump. This is over a, I mean, this is a 30% jump. It went up $500,000 in one year. Even if you look at comparing it to May, it went up about $370,000 from 1.58 million to 1.92 million in August. So it's went up significantly. And take a look at the number that has sold. So, so it's not about, you know, people have always keep asking me, is it about, you know, people are not af are afraid to list. People just don't want to list. Are people waiting and waiting and waiting until COVID gets better? The reality is this. I mean, look at the number that has sold over these timeframes. In August, we have sold 1,100 homes versus August of 2019, 724. So just wait. It's just the demand levels are just so strong in these markets. It has nothing to do with supply at this time related to not as much supply versus the previous years and months. So it's more of the demand is so strong. Um, supply is fine. Actually, supply is higher than it has ever been. Uh, but the demand is just so strong, hence pushing up levels. And also, it's a cycle. So now people, you know, maybe perhaps a lot of sellers are looking at this like, wow, it went up 30% in one year. Maybe I should sell now. So that's the that's the fun of the Bay Area market. And uh, hopefully this gives you some insights. I do cover the entire Bay Area. So if you or anyone you know is considering to potentially sell and leave the area altogether, it's really still hard to argue a better time. You want to do this sooner than later. There may be uncertainties coming up. You just never know. But I, what I do know as of right now and from all the offers that I make on a weekly basis, things are still busy. They're not too crazy in most places. So San Mateo County, Santa Clara County, for the most part, they'll have a couple of offers, but you're not going to expect anything too crazy. As I mentioned, the Marin County, the um, Contra Costa County will be significantly more competitive given the things that I brought up earlier. And then for San Francisco, I, I suspect there'll be weakness on the condo market. That's already happening. Uh, single family still seems to do fine. Any questions, let me know anytime. I hope you enjoyed another episode of our weekly Friday market update. Um, and uh, hopefully you'll have a nice long weekend. Uh, hopefully I'll, I'll have a day off on Monday, but we'll see what happens. Anyways, uh, see you at the next one. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade-up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.